Let's talk about longevity for a second. Did you know that 75 to 100% of brain autopsies from Alzheimer's brain banks were found to have Lyme disease? Meaning 75 to 100% of people who died from Alzheimer's and neurodegenerative disease, when their brains were autopsied, they found the bacteria that is responsible for Lyme disease, known as Borrelia burgdorferi. And these findings are consistent across multiple brain banks and were even confirmed in a recent Harvard review. This makes a very strong case that Alzheimer's, dementia, perhaps to some degree Parkinson's, although there's a stronger pesticide connection there, and cognitive decline may be connected to the bacteria that causes Lyme disease and that bacteria more specifically getting into the brain. There's a lot of talk in the health and biohacking space about longevity. And so-and-so thinks they're going to live to 180, yet somehow looks old for their age. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm just stating the obvious. And other people are suggesting molecules like NAD or NMN or practicing fasting to activate longevity pathways. There's even physicians that are talking about using drugs like rapamycin that are known to inhibit and suppress the immune system and how those are being used for longevity by dampening a growth pathway known as mTOR, which seems a little bit counterintuitive, how suppressing the immune system could actually make you live longer. I don't know. We'll see on that one. And this is great and all, but I think we need to kind of address the elephant in the room here. And that is that 80% of us, which means four out of every five people are going to die from just one of three things, cancer, heart disease, or neurodegenerative disease, like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia. That means if you don't know what actually causes cancer, heart disease, neurodegenerative disease, how to test for it because your doctor doesn't, and how to get rid of them and bring the body back into balance, then the odds are you're going to be in that 80% of people dying from one of those three things. And in that case, the only thing we're really biohacking with all these longevity supplements and practices, it's our imagination. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm just, I feel like we need to have this conversation and get it out in the open. So this is why I've created our Apex Longevity Code coaching program, where we test you for over 50 different types of cancer. We test you for Lyme disease, parasites, yeast and fungal infections that have been connected to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, cognitive decline, even brain fog and chronic fatigue. And we utilize gold standard labs to assess your cardiovascular and cerebrovascular risk factors, all in one fell swoop, giving you the peace of mind that comes with knowing exactly what's going on in your body and that you are minimizing your risk of the things that kill 80% of people. Again, cancer, heart disease, and neurodegenerative disease. I'll then customize you a program to give you complete control of your longevity and empower you to stay healthy for life. But we don't stop there. But wait, there's more. We'll also measure your biological age. That's different from your chronological age. Your biological age is how old you are at the cellular level and your rate of aging. And then tailor your biohacked game plan so you not only look and feel younger, but you are actually younger biologically at the cellular level by using leading edge tools and practices personalized and customized for you. This is for men over 30 who have more money than time, who want to increase both their lifespan 
and their health span and take control of their body, mind, future, and health. It's especially powerful if you want more energy, a better body, a sharper mind, deeper, more restful sleep, heightened libido, to look years younger, and to feel like you're truly firing on all cylinders. I'm only offering this to a few men who see the value in getting this handled and are in a position to start right away. To be clear, I don't practice medicine. More specifically, I don't examine, diagnose, treat, offer to treat, cure, or attempt to cure any physical or mental disease or disorder. I don't recommend or prescribe any medications or pharmaceutical drugs or recommend any changes in dosages of legally prescribed medications or drugs. The Western medical system has that stuff covered, and it would be illegal for anyone to engage in those practices without a medical license. I use science-based labs to gather data and to quantify your health and risk of all-cause mortality, then provide you with a personalized game plan to live better, longer. All of this so that you're in a better position than the vast majority of people who statistics show will end up dying from either cancer, heart disease, or neurodegenerative disease. So if you're interested in seeing if you're a fit for the Longevity Code coaching program, text your full name and the reason you'd like to be a part of it to 847-989-3743. You can also go to biohackercoaching.com and book a time to talk with myself or someone from my team. That number again is 847-989-3743. And the website is biohackercoaching.com. Thanks for your time. Brian Ayers, welcome to the Biohacking Secrets Show. Uh, I am so happy to be here. How are you doing today, sir? Happy to have you as well. I'm doing fantastic. We are going to be talking about sexual health, predominantly mm-hmm. male sexual health, and uh, but we're, we're going to be talking about what women should know about men's sexual health, how does age affect Very sexual important. performance, what what is the 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 male the men's sexual performance scale, how to be how did you become a men's performance coach, and um, basically how uh, what men can do to become a 10 in terms mm-hmm. of uh, a, a sexual performance athlete. I'm interested to, to, to hear what you have to mm-hmm. say about that. So let's, if you can give us a little bit of background or your origin story, how did you get into this field? And um, yeah, how did we get to where we're at today? Sure. Um, a good 23 years ago, 24 years ago, um, I was um, with a young lady and she was from uh, Liberia. And um, she, uh, you know, they were having a, a Christmas party. And so we went to the Christmas party and there was a root in a bottle. And you say, hey, well, what is that? And you say, well, it's an aphrodisiac. So, of course, we were like, well, poor. And we drank that. The next morning, um, we woke up in bed giving each other high fives. It was like, wow, this really does work. So from there, it was, you know, we went and created a product originally called African Fly uh, because the herbs were um, indigenous to Africa and just a nod off a Spanish fly. But from there, it was, you know, we created a product, put it online, first sale in Poland, um, and we were going for it. The vast majority of guys were loving the product, um, but there were some guys that didn't work for it. And so we're trying to figure out, well, why? What's going on that it doesn't work for all these, works for all these guys, but not these guys? And from there, you know, just asking questions, doing surveys, uh, doing the research, and really it came down to we're selling a supplement. And 
It's supposed to supplement the other things you're doing. And so people weren't talking about the other things you're supposed to be doing in terms of your health for sexual performance. And so from there, you know, just answering questions, doing a blog, uh, writing books, uh, wrote two books, um, How to Be a Better Lover in Three Days or Less and Go Hard. And, um, you know, it was just kept talking to guys and eventually just came down to coaching. It was like, well, you know, this here's the information and, you know, just the encouragement to keep going forward and and using the information and, you know, making sure the guys were uh, uh, staying on point and getting the results that they were looking for. So that got me into the whole side of, of coaching and it just kept going deeper and deeper from there. Now, this African Fly product, do you guys still make this? Uh, actually, that's been renamed to uh, Goodwood. Goodwood? <laughs> yes, indeed. And, yes. and where where could guys check that out? And I want to know what's in it, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, it, you can go to givegoodwood.com. That's givegoodwood.com. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, it's an incredible formula. It's a liquid tincture. Um, and so and basically we have eight different herbs soaked in alcohol, the main component being uh, yohimbe, along with ginger, cinnamon, damiana, cloves, nutmeg, um, a, a wonderful concoction of different formulas that all do different things inside of your body in terms of increasing. And it basically comes down to increasing your testosterone and your blood flow to your genital regions. So uh, guys who take this, it will actually make your hands and feet feel cooler because the blood is being pulled to your genital regions. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, from there, the you know, those two things, testosterone and blood flow is going to help out with your erections immensely. And that's what it does. Is it, um, is it also, do you take it daily or do you take it, you know, at the at the time of activity? Depends on your level of sexual health. And that's where I came up with the sexual performance scale. Um, that's a scale of one to 10. 10 means everything works. Just, you know, just imagine a 20 year, 21 year old football player who's, you know, really healthy. Um, a one means that you need to go to the hospital. Most guys who are have issues, they're in between a five and a seven. Um, in terms of just being reliable. Uh, seven is like, well, some days it works, some days it doesn't. A six is like, well, a lot of times it just doesn't what's going on, but sometimes, you know, still get an erection. And a five is it's almost like a guessing game. You're trying to figure out what's going on. Anything below that, a four, three, or two, then you're falling into erectile dysfunction land and you need to do a lot more work uh, to get back up the scale. And so when using a scale, whenever I talk to guys, I just ask them where they think they are. They let me know and we sort of go from there. Uh, you know, and I always tell guys, just be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't just like, oh, I'm a 10. I'm a 10. Yeah. yeah. Your wife doesn't think so. So what's going on? Uh, <laughs> so what, what do you think causes erectile dysfunction? Because this is something that I've seen for at least, I mean, going on 15 years. I remember mm-hmm. I was on I was on a man trip. I don't know, maybe a decade ago with a bunch of my friends. And I was surprised at how many of them were like, yeah, I'll just take a Cialis or something like that. Like if, if, if it's, Mm -hmm. if it's a first date or some, not a first date, but you know what I mean? If it's like the first time that we're going to be hooking up, I want to make sure that everything works. So I don't, (laughs) you know what I mean? And and, and they're like, so I'll just Mm -hmm. take a Cialis as backup. And I was like, interesting. And then, and a bunch of other guys were like, yeah, me too, me too. And, and so it sort of brought, it, it sort of made me realize how many guys that, you know, have had experiences where things weren't, as you say, reliable, you know, what, right. what's been going on this, this past decade or two, where so many guys are experiencing these challenges? 
and, and at younger and younger ages. Oh, yeah. Um, just to give you a quick uh, look at stats, we're talking about uh, 40% of men over 40 have some form of ED or erectile uh, reliability issue. Um, and of course, you know, our testosterone levels go down by roughly 1% per year. So by 50, age 50 is 50%, by age 60 is 60%, by age 70 is 70%, which sort of tags along. If you looked at a seven-year-old, more than likely, unless he's doing something correctly, he's not having sex. So um, back to your aunt, to your question, really what's going on is our modern society. So basically, we live in a man-made world. If you think about it, uh, what would happen if we were out in nature? Well, one, we wouldn't have alarm clocks. We would just wake up because the sun was up. Um, two, we'd probably have less clothes on, obviously, depending on where you, what area of the world you live in. And so, you know, you have sun on your chest and on your genitals, increasing your testosterone. You have deeper sleep um, because you have, you know, less stress, less uh, uh, technology going on. You'd have less technology, so you're not, you know, staring at screens constantly. You'd also have... Uh, uh, your food supply is going to be completely different. Uh, fruits and vegetables are the main things, you know, when it comes to eating meat. We've never, in human history, never been able to consume meat at this level. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not like a chicken or a cow hugger, but I will say if you have erection issues, then copious amounts of meat is not going to help at all. Really? Um, where, where have you seen that? Is that just... Just, just experience and just and the research. Yeah. So basically, uh, whenever you're eating, so um, uh, basically, if you're eating meat, your blood just basically gets thicker. Mm -hmm. um, and so, in your penis, you have the capillaries down there, the veins down there. They're the smallest in the body. Mm -hmm. So you have one blood, one blood platelet going through at a time. So whenever you have anything that's clogging up, it's going to clog up down there, and. You know, there are obviously just a bunch of different issues with uh, with the way that the meat is produced nowadays. So, you know, it's like, hey, just just reel it back. You know, whenever you have a particular issue, it's like, well, you know, it sounds sort of drastic, but it's like, well, yeah, if you had, you know, um, um, COVID, just some drastic things that you would need to do to make sure your body is OK. So it's sort of going along in line with that. But basically, when it comes down to we're in such a man-made situation that we're missing out on a lot, even the small things like laying down on the ground. Uh, a lot of guys know you take a car battery, you put it on the ground, it'll drain out. Well, that's because the earth is an energy source and we as humans should be laying on the earth maybe like, uh, you know, some sheepskin or something like that under it. But it's like we have an energy exchange with the earth that helps with our blood flow. So sun, blood flow, um, the way that we eat, the way that we breathe, the level of chronic stress that we're under. And also a huge one is 75 percent of uh, people are chronically dehydrated. Um, just doing the research, I didn't realize that I was chronically dehydrated until this month. Well, last month. Uh, and so I've been drinking water like crazy and it has a huge effect on your body. And so all of these things, you add all of this up, then it's like, well, yeah. I mean, and you think one of my um, teachers at University of Maryland said you have to know your place in time. So if you think about our place in time, what has changed radically uh, just from 100 years ago? Um, over 100 years ago, less than half of the United States had electricity. Um People were walking constantly because you didn't have a choice. It's like cars were crazy expensive and horses were crazy expensive. So you were, you know, when your grandfather said he walked uphill both ways to get to, you know, school, he wasn't lying. <laughs> and so now we wake up in stress, we get into the car, we go drive somewhere to 
get the food, then we keep driving to the work, then we eat at the vending machine, then come back home and do, you know, rinse, repeat, not eating real food, it becomes a huge problem. And it's getting worse. I always tell guys it's good to understand your level of health, uh, especially your sexual health. And so you can pass this information along to both your your sons and your daughters, um, because we're hitting a point where it's like we have, you know, we have guys in this generation who are dealing with uh, uh, needing Cialis and Viagra. In the next generation, they're going to need even more. Um, before, you know, uh, diabetes was, uh, the, you know, disease of the rich. Now it's the disease of 10 year olds. So things are constantly changing and not getting healthier. We have the information. We have shows like yours, uh, you know, shows like mine on YouTube. But if you, you know, you can get the information, but we're so far removed from what we should actually be doing. Yeah. If we want to retain the capacity to reproduce and, and, and choose when we do that, we got to make some mm-hmm. changes for sure. I've, I've thought a lot about Absolutely. what you were describing too, because we've seen such a rapid change in many of these health conditions, whether it's cancer, diabetes, heart disease, et cetera. And I was like, okay, so it, it's been exponential with some of these disease states. What else has been exponential? And you hit the nail on the head with electricity. And there's, there's a fascinating mm-hmm. book called The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg. Dr. Joseph Mercola wrote a book called EMF. And, and like we knew in the 60s that, that living around high voltage power lines correlated mm-hmm. with cancer and chronic fatigue and other disease states, depression, right? Well, now with our phones and Wi-Fi and 5G and all that, we've taken that same electricity and we've just started spraying it everywhere in the air mm-hmm. rather than even containing it at power lines. But people don't make the same connection. They're not like electricity, electricity, probably doing some of the same shit in the body, right? So that's right. that's a big one. And then, of course, our devices are super addictive, so we're in front of them all the time. And I think we're sort of looking at this, this bifurcation of society where some people are going to go the transhumanism route and just basically become a- a- automatrons, you know, little human robots. <laughs> and then other people mm-hmm. are going to be like, no, I want to get back to nature because – all these things that I'm paying for and that I need to do all the time in order for my body to function the way that it's supposed to, that all happens naturally when I'm living as the piece of nature, as a part of nature, which I am. You know what I mean? So I, yes. I think that's that's a big one. Plastics everywhere. That's mm-hmm. That's been exponential. You know, you look at our oceans and some of these masses of, of plastics that are like, you know, continents and countries of just garbage. I think the shots that, that we're giving to our children, those have gone up exponentially. And mm-hmm. there, a lot of the evidence around those is, is pretty weak. And then, of course, glyphosate, these pesticides, those are mm-hmm. all things that have exploded exponentially recently and probably all having an impact, not to mention the soul and spirit aspect of it, where like we are a part of nature. If you take us and put us in a little concrete box in a high rise in a city with no plants, no animals, no insects, you know, recycled air, recycled water, mm-hmm. it's going to affect our vitality and it's going to affect our spirit and our capacity to, uh, you know, support the expansion of life, if you will. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of that, you know, um, one of the a program that we have is called uh, ECS 25. That's E-S-E-I-S, energy, sleep, exercise, intermittent fasting and soul. Um, and basically what we've done is, you know, looked at those five categories because we say that, you know, if you've lived 
uh, 2,000 years ago or 500 years from now, as a human, you still have to deal with these five things. And the first three of them, your mother would say, is like, well, go outside and play and uh, get your sleep and, you know, eat your fruits and vegetables. You know, the other two is like, well, intermittent fasting when you're a kid, you don't really need that. But um, and so hopefully as a kid, you weren't that stressed. But, you know, right now, you know, what made me think of that when you said soul, um, you know, we're chronically stressed. So, you know, before our body was designed, our bodies are designed to worry about, you know, lions, real, real threats, not like my Netflix bill is, is late <laughs> or something like that, where you end up with, you know, a constant level of stress going on so that your, your body is constantly uh, pumping out uh, cortisol. And so the cortisol is going to make you retain fat. It's going to uh, uh, basically wear out your body, increase your your uh, uh, your your blood pressure, all of those different things. Basically, because we're in a, you know, you're stressed driving to work, you're stressed at work, you're stressed driving back home. You finally get home and you sit in front of the TV and you know you can look at something like the Game of Thrones and watch every episode. A good three or four people get killed in the most fascinating ways. Uh, all of this adds up. Uh, and so, you know, you end up in a situation where you're just stressed on all different levels, not only the environmental and spiritual level that you spoke that you spoke of, but also just health-wise, just dealing with other people. And also what you mentioned in terms of in a, being in a high-rise in your own box, the number of people who are connecting with each other is dipping tremendously. So especially um, dealing with the, the past uh, <clears throat> COVID. Um, the whole, you know, the whole cough. Yeah, the whole cough. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, so you have, um, you know, it's showing up in kids, it's showing up in the, the, the amount of people who are uh, the alcohol sales that are going up, the, you know, self-deletion that, that is occurring. So we have a lot of issues. So to get all the way back to your question, all of that, is affecting us. So, you know, it's uh, just did a video on, you know, we have to reverse engineer, you know, our life. And so that, you know, you're getting as close to nature as as possible, um, getting out in nature, you know, going for a morning walk. The, the number of, of recommendations that I do uh, for my clients and, you know, for the, for the people that see me on YouTube, it, you know, it all comes back to the exact same thing. I'm telling you to do stuff that your grandparents did, that your grandfather did. And by the way, your grandfather had uh, a good, uh, a high, much higher level of testosterone than the men these days do. Uh, you know, in fact, they keep downgrading the testosterone levels. It's, at one point, it was like 1,200. Now they say, oh, 800 is fine. Well, you know, I'm quite sure in the next generation, they'll say 600 is fine. And it's like, mm, no, <laughs> this is not the direction we're supposed to be going. Totally, totally. I, I'm curious. So in, in just a second, I'm going to ask you about like things to stop doing and things to start doing for stronger erections, higher libido, sex drive, and all that. So I'm just planting mm-hmm. that seed so the, the back of your mind can be working on it. But um Witnessing how many of these things, you know, the the phytoestrogens, the plastics, the chemicals, um, and the fact that like there's, you know, there's a lot of people that think the world is overpopulated. And a lot of those people Mm -hmm. run a lot of the big corporations that produce the food Mm -hmm. and a lot of this stuff. Do you think this is intentional or are you like, nah, it's just it's just a, a you know what I mean? It's just a lot of shit that's bad for us all kind of coming to the surface at once. Like, do you think that we're, they're trying to control the population by affecting breeding or is, is, is that just me being conspiratorially minded? 
Um, I would say on some level there probably is, but that that number is probably extremely small as compared to the number of people who are just trying to get money. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, if I have a company and we're trying to sell water, uh, the number of bottles, eh, I'm trying to sell water. If um, if I have a company, you know, like a TikTok or Instagram, it's like, yeah, my algorithm is going to try to get people to keep watching videos. Mm-hmm. Even if they're tired of watching the videos, they're still going to pick up their phone and watch. Yeah. How do you make it more addicting? And then by chance, those people just end up, you know, buzz, buzzing themselves and spiking their cortisol. And then all of a sudden they're they're not horny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and uh, in speaking of that, that that is even, you know. Um, when we talk about the sexual realm, we're talking about something that's very, um, um, very much a part of what we're supposed to do. I mean, we have the greatest entertainment set in the world is between our legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the middle of our body. And so when it comes to something like uh, porn, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's what really kicked off the Internet to begin with. And it's still bigger than Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. You know, we're talking about guys who, you know, get addicted to porn. It's like, you know, it's, uh, it's, well, what we're here for is to have sex. I mean, that's uh, obviously we do other things as a society, as humans, but that's the primary goal is to uh, go forth and reproduce. And when we take that and we've sort of taken it too far uh, to a level that, you know, we have a bunch of guys who um, they can't function because they watch so much porn, their brains got rewired to thinking that what's on screen is what you're supposed to be attracted to. Now, when they're with an actual human, the uh, dopamine receptors have been shut off mm-hmm. because it's been flooded consistently yeah. with uh, all of all the different drugs that are supposed to be attached to another human. So we now have that issue as well. Uh, so yeah, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's extremely purposeful. Um, maybe some people thought that back in the day, but if you look at the numbers, you know, um, we're actually the the population is is going is starting to shrink. And I think, uh, and this this goes into you know we have women who are more in the workforce, they sort mm-hmm. of delaying pregnancy yeah. and all of that. So stuff. many facets, but yeah, but we're also going to be dealing with in the next generation a number of young men who won't be attracted to women because they've grown up on porn and who also have all the physical. The things that we are dealing with, you know, just a little bit older, they're dealing with when they're younger. Yep. When I was a kid, McDonald's closed. <laughs> and McDonald's was a treat. Now mm-hmm. McDonald's for some people is like every day, morning and night. Mm-hmm. And so that applies to a lot of different things, the way we live. Totally. I had I had heard that uh, about 30% of all the traffic on the internet is to porn sites. And mm-hmm. um, there, was, there was a funny, like one of the whatever like the most recent Chris Rock standup was, or I don't know if it's the most recent, but it came out within the past couple of years. He was talking about how porn like ruined his marriage. And he was discussing that, um, that arousal threshold that keeps getting raised when you engage in porn mm-hmm. and how it, it got to a point where he needed like the craziest shit just to even get aroused. He's like, I needed like, like half blonde, half Asian twins. One of them needed to be wearing an eye patch. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff. He's like, to, to, for it to even excite me. And he goes, and, and then I was being a terrible husband. And you know what I mean? And then for him to admit that on, you know, in front of a ton of people, I thought was, was pre- mm. pretty cool because there are so many guys that struggle with this um, in private. And like, I, I, I gave this analogy somewhat recently where 
if like you and I are working for National Geographic and we're like out in Africa and we're start studying monkeys, right? And there's like this monkey and he's he's on a branch with a male monkey is on a branch with a female monkey and they're like feeling each other and they're having sex. And then we notice on a nearby tree, there's another male monkey and he's watching them just beating his little monkey pecker, <laughs> right? We would be like, if, if, if you and I don't have to be like scientists to be like, all right, that's the alpha, that's the beta. Right. Right. But yeah. at the same mm-hmm. time, we're we're the ones doing that. Like when mm-hmm. we sit and we watch porn and, and masturbate, we're being the beta monkey. And and there's there's no way that that doesn't affect our hormone levels and our subconscious mind and, and how our physiology responds. So, like, personally, what, what what I do now is I try not to watch porn at all. And I'm, I'm, I do a pretty good job of that for for the most part. I certainly like um I try to actually just use my imagination if, if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm going to do it. And, and there's been a lot of people that I've had on that talk about semen retention and, and the Taoist culture mm-hmm. of, of actually preserving that energy, that life force, that chi, if you will, and allowing that to recycle and how that can increase vitality in males. And a lot of the you know traditional Chinese medicine, the Ayurvedic cultures believe that. So I'm, I'm more conscious now about, you know, not even doing mm-hmm. that, but when I do, that's an opportunity to use, you know, the theater of our mind rather than mm-hmm. going into sending those signals to our brain, you know, where we go into beta monkey mode and then we're wondering mm-hmm. why we don't want to pursue women, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's in, you know, uh, I talk about this a lot because, you know, there's that difference between porn and masturbation. Sometimes people just conflate the two because it's because you can nowadays. Um, but, you know, it's like, like you said, being able to use your own imagination and, and, you know, take care of yourself is actually something that's useful from the standpoint if you're not having sex. So uh, for guys who are not having sex, you you still need just like any other body part. You need blood flow down there. So the oxygen is getting down there. The nerves are staying attached and things like that. If you get to a point where there's no blood flow going down there, just like any other part of the body is going to atrophy. And with the atrophy, you're actually talking about the the uh, scarification inside the, the the blood vessels, and it's hard to come back from that. So I would say to guys, it's like, hey, uh, actually, I just learned a great <laughs> a great tip. If you have your your wife, your woman, however uh, however you get down, set sex dates. Um, and what that actually does, it allows you to you know, okay, uh, I know that on. Uh, name your days, Tuesdays and Fridays. That's the days that me and the missus, we get together and we do our thing. That way it's no guessing. She knows, you know, uh, pop, pop a little good wood. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what to do. Get yourself scheduled up. Get yourself scheduled up. Uh, because, you know, there's different things in, in a, when we talk about, uh, you know, what women need to know, I call it the Valentine's day syndrome, Valentine's day for a guy who has, who's a five, six, or seven on the sexual performance scale is a horrible day because you're talking about one, I'm already dealing with a level of stress because I'm not sure whether or not, you know, I'll be able to perform. And then you go get her to chop it and you have some chopping yourself. So that sugar is going to lower your testosterone. Um, and then you're going to go have that meal. You're going to have, you know, steak and lobster and the potatoes. So you got the sugar from the potatoes lowering your testosterone. You have the steak and lobster that's clouding your blood, uh, causing inflammation. And, you know, you're going to have a little drink and maybe another dessert and, you know, maybe go back home and have some more drinks. And it's a perfect cocktail for this is not going to work at all. Um, 
And so the reason why I say that women should be aware of that so that they can help in terms of like recognizing that, hey, we need to pay attention to certain foods. We need to get more fruits and vegetables into your diet. Um, maybe we don't need to go to the restaurant this day if we want this to happen. All of this plays back into that sex date because Valentine's Day to a point is a sex date. If you know that you're going to have sex that day, there's certain things that you can you know, do in terms of like, uh, obviously, don't recommend drinking beer or alcohol or whatever. But if you're going to do that, if you know, especially as you get older, uh, drinking the day before, drinking that day can cause problems. Drinking the older you get, drinking the day before or even the day before that can cause you problems, especially if you already have issues. So you can sort of time out what you're doing. It's like, yeah, I'm going to have my fun. It's like we had uh, we had our sex on Tuesday. Wednesday is my day to just, you know, maybe I'm just going to do whatever. It's my cheat day, whatever you want to call that. But I know that Thursday and Friday, I'm back on it in order for me to get to a point where we can have uh, a good time. Yeah. Got to try to get like Craig David in that song. Anyway, it's like a 30 year old reference. <laughs> no, one's, no one's going to get that. Um, so you actually reminded me of a story too. Um, one of the guys on our team, I, I won't name his name, even though I think it's actually a good story. But a couple of years ago, he was noticing he felt like he wasn't connecting with his wife as, as well or as frequently as he wanted. And um, it, it, it sort of resulted in him starting to watch porn. And mm-hmm. him and I had had some of these discussions and just cause like, we're all sort of figuring this out. It's all, it's all a lot of new territory. You know what I mean? And you've, you've covered a lot of this in, in your books, um, go hard and you know, how to be a better lover and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, and on your website, you know, givegoodwood.com. But what one of the things that he did, like as an experiment, was he was like, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to emotionally cheat on my wife by mm-hmm. pleasuring mm-hmm. myself and watching other women. He goes, so if I want to masturbate, I'm actually going to think about my wife, and that mm-hmm. was like just something that he decided himself. He didn't tell her nothing. Called me up like a month in, and he was like, dude, everything is better. He goes, literally everything. It was almost like, it was almost like this quantum shift took place in his marriage where when he stopped looking at other women, when he stopped pleasuring himself to other women, even just digitally, and actually started Mm -hmm. thinking about his wife, not only did his attraction increase, some of the hostility that his wife had towards him, some of the resistance that she had towards them coming together physically, it all disappeared. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can believe that. Um, I've gone through that transformation myself in terms of, you know, yeah, yeah. Porn was there, you know, since I was, you know, teenager, it was like, yeah, you just get to it. Now it's just in your, in your pocket. So it's like, wow, this is great. But it does come with that cost of like, it does put that distance between you. Um, and in fact, you know, you have guys who like, well, while I'm having sex, going back to that, the Chris Rock reference, while having sex, I'm thinking of other women. I have to, because I can't, you know, I can't get an erection with just her. And speaking, you know, I did another podcast with a, a lady and she was saying uh, basically, you know, that, of course, they can tell, you know, maybe not, in, not maybe not, in, you know, a direct way, but just like, you know, there's something, this barrier, there's something that's missing. You're not, you're not the same. Um, and so you look vacant, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like staring off into the distance. It's <laughs> yeah. like, who are you thinking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And and there is a huge shift. And I I can attest to that uh, when I did go through that process of like, oh, okay, let me just cut this back and just, you know, just focus in on her. 
it's like it, it was that quantum shift of like all of a sudden while having sex, I no longer to, needed to think of anyone else or anything else. And the the level of sexual pleasure was so much higher. Uh, being able to last longer was, you know, it wasn't like me having a mental game <laughs> with myself um, just in terms of like, uh, yeah, maybe she, if she does this, this will turn me or she does that. Or maybe if I think of, you know, her in this position, you're just now there in the moment. And I think that's the most important thing that porn takes away. It takes away from the ability for you to be intimate, which means basically you're into your mate. Mm, so I never heard that. If you're, yeah, yeah. If you're into your mate, it be, it becomes so much more enjoyable. You become such a much better performer mm-hmm. to the point that it's like, oh, I mean, it just gives you its own reward. It gives you yourself back mm-hmm. as a reward for avoiding porn. Yeah, avoiding porn. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I want to mention too, like when so this this was maybe. I'm guessing like 2018 that I decided I was going to, if I was going to do it, I was going to use my imagination. And I just want to mention that it wasn't an immediate, it was actually kind of hard at first. I remember I was like, when I started doing it, it was almost like my imagination wasn't working right because Mm. I had given it such an, like it had gotten lazy. My imagination had almost gotten lazy where I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. Right. And I remember, and I was there and it was like, I was just like, this isn't happening, you know? And the, the, the easy thing would have been to just go back to, you know, what I had been doing, but I was like, no, like I made a pact that if I'm going to do it, this is how I'm going to do it. And Mm -hmm. eventually it actually started coming back. So I want to mm. mention that just because if any guys decide that they want to make shifts in this or change their relationship or cut cut the porn out, which I, I highly, highly recommend, like don't awesome. don't expect just to like have everything totally normal. It's like it's it, it's sometimes it takes practice like most things in life. Yeah. What they've found, um, you know, just doing studies is that, you know, watching porn actually does rewire your brain. Um, and we're talking about two different, you know, your, your electrical system, your nervous system and your hormonal system. So if you're flooding your body with a whole bunch of hormones and that's what watching porn, especially over a long period of time does, it's like, you know, it's flooding your body with dopamine and you have dopamine receptors. The dopamine receptors turn off because it's like, I can't handle this. This is just way too much. So now when you get with a person and your body's flooding you with the, with the dopamine, the receptors are like, yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm tired. I don't you, you, I don't know who she is. Uh, weren't we just watching like 15 different women? Um, you know, over the past five minutes, just <laughs> uh, you know, the, the other day. I mean, the the level of um, important has been around since the beginning of man. You know, in in ancient Rome, people would not spray paint, but you know, they would paint different signs. You know, just you know, and they had the statues. So. This has always been here. It's just that we now at a, a, a super intense level. So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations, I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, 
go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts and my hair is coming in thicker and it even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. Now back to the show. So I got a question. Let's talk about some of the things that like, like the stop doing, you know, um, for guys that want stronger erections, higher libido. Um, and I'll kind of segue with a story back to like those man trips. Right. So I remember one time we were in, we were in Japan and it was like the last night there we were all white. And, um, one of my buddies pulled out some Adderall. And he was like, here, take some Adderall. That'll, that'll give us all a little bit of energy to like stay out and whatever. And I remember taking some Adderall and of course, like I was like awake and, you know, we stayed out, um, until, until our flight. But I remember I had like no libido or sex drive for like the next couple of days. And I was like, what the Mm -hmm. heck? It was like, it was almost like function down there was, was suppressed. And now that apparently doesn't happen to everybody. But it was very noticeable for me because I came back and 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 I was like, all right, is my everything going to work again or what's going on here? You know, so I, I think pharmaceuticals, right, and things like that Absolutely. for some guys, depending on the pharmaceutical, depending on how your body responds, could be something that might be affecting your libido, you know, pharmaceutical stimulants. What are some of the big things that you're seeing affect guys mm-hmm. in, in the erection um, and libido department negatively? Uh, I would say the first thing is sleep. Um, you know, the once again, with um, dealing with electricity, we're able to stay up to hours that our ancestors never did because it was dark. Um, if you kept that campfire going, um, animals come to you. So um, when it gets dark, you go to sleep. There was nothing else to do. And in fact, um, in England, uh, way back in the day, they had a second sleep. In fact, they were Bible verses written because people would wake up and either have sex or read Bible verses and then go back to sleep. So our sleep patterns are completely different. And if you're uh, Netflixing and chilling and, you know, you go to sleep randomly at different times, it's like our bodies like patterns. So just like this, just like the the earth likes a pattern. It's like the sun comes up at this time and, you know, it may change over the seasons, but it has the same pattern all the time. And so if you're waking up at 
uh, if you're going to sleep at 9.30, and then you wake up whenever you wake up, um, what happens is one, your immune system gets uh, compromised. If you only have four hours of sleep, your immune system is compromised. When I say that, I mean that your kind of cancer cells go up and your immune system goes down. Um, your testosterone develops overnight. And so the less sleep that you have, um, the less your body has the ability to create um, more testosterone. Uh, that happens to the, during the REM state. In fact, during your sleep, you have four to five erections while asleep. Um, and so if you're missing those, it's, it's sort of like a recharge. Your body's like, mm, just checking the system, make sure everything works. Um, you know, that's the reason for a morning, morning wood is basically that fifth erection um, that you're just waking up to. So without sleep, you're going to, you can, and I tell guys, especially if you're working out, if you're working out, you do, you know, you get your two hours in, you're, you know, just going for it. You know, you're eating great, all this wonderful stuff and you get four or five hours of sleep, you basically wasted a whole bunch of time. You wasted a whole bunch of good. Um, so definitely sleep, you know, cause uh, that's a basic. And the next one, as I mentioned before, is water. That's a huge one because basically if you look at bodybuilders, uh, people who go to the gym all the time, they walk around with like gallon fulls of water. Uh, that's basically when you drink water is actually filling your muscles. Uh, your muscles need to water as your fat doesn't absorb water. And so, of course, muscle burns fat. So that helps with metabolism. Um, also, when it comes to uh, nutrition, you know, if you're taking a bunch of supplements, uh, like good wood, uh, it's better that you have, uh, that your body is fully hydrated because your body will not accept supplement. It won't accept certain nutrients if it's dehydrated. Um, also, you're constantly uh, um, under stress. So your testosterone levels are going down and you need to, the bursting and burning of testosterone is what fuels an erection. So if you, you're, uh, constantly lowering your erections, um, then you, you know, constantly lowering your testosterone, obviously that's going to affect your erections. And the most beautiful thing of drinking as much, uh, getting the right amount of water is that you actually, you will actually get bigger down there, uh, because that's a muscle. Say that. So drinking more water actually increases the size of your penis. Yes. Yes. It's a smooth muscle. It's not a skeletal muscle like our other muscles, but it's a muscle nonetheless. So if you're increasing uh, the amount of water that you're drinking, not only will you have stronger erections, uh, I mean, because it does so many other things to your body. I mean, your skin looks better. Your hair looks better. You, you know, uh, um, you smell better. All of this is attached to water. And um, in order to understand, for me to understand it, you know, I, I knew this thought process before of like you have to drink water, but I didn't realize I was chronically dehydrated until I got a scale. Um, it's called Withings. Um, you, you can find, I found it on Amazon, but basically it's an electrical scale that, you know, it can measure not only your bone density, your bone mass, your BMI, but it also can measure your water. And so men are supposed to be at 60% water, women at 55%. And, um, I was chronically at uh, pouring water there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See if I can add a couple Enjoy. inches before we're done. There we go. Yes, Absolutely. Go for it. Your wife will thank you. Um, but yeah, um, I was at 49%. And yeah, I had to, got to scale back in January. And I, you know, I was, I was at 49%. Never paid attention. Then I remembered. It's like, hold up. Isn't it supposed to be at 60%? So now... 
I drink so much more water. It actually takes you a period of time um, for your body to actually absorb the water. So it's not like, you know, I'm dehydrated, like I'm just tired uh, or I've been out in the desert. It's like I'm dehydrated because my body has to take time to absorb uh, the water that I'm drinking. So did, um, did your scale yeah. readings change? Uh, yeah. 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 What, do you, what are you I'm, at now? I'm already I'm at 55%. And this has been like three weeks of me just going for it. And of course, being, being 50, uh, it takes longer for that absorption to happen. In fact, uh, go ahead and tell your parents, uh, you need to drink more water as you get older. And this is, <laughs> this goes back to both things that I was saying, as you get older, you get less high quality sleep and you actually, uh, it's harder for you to retain water. So those two things are, uh, you, you really have to really pay attention to because that affects everything else. Yeah, that's dope. I want to also mention my friend, uh, Isabel friend who we've had on the podcast. She's got a great website. Water is mm. that has all sorts of water, uh, filtration, structuring, energizing products. Um, so if like, because, you know, most of us realize like if there's, if there's a whole bunch of fluoride and chlorine and chemicals in the water, and then all of a sudden we just start drinking more tap water, we might be also simultaneously clearing out our gut microbiome and like causing other issues. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get like, I would go to waterislife.shop, Isabel's site, get some good filtration products, get some good things for like structuring your water, or even like go get yourself some quality spring water or whatever works for you. But um, that, those are some tools that can, that can help make sure you're putting the right kind of water in in your body. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, and then kind of working on this, I wanted to ask you too, um, the, like you mentioned foods for mm -hmm. stronger erections. Um, and you've yes. talked about how like too much meat, you've seen that have, have the opposite effect. I've also noticed that kind of tying into that, like overtraining thing. Like when I'm, mm -hmm. when I'm trying to cut weight, if I'm working out a lot, and like too low in calories and, and sometimes even carbs, I can notice mm -hmm. that seems to negatively affect my libido and sex drive. And mm -hmm. like, and, and, and then I'll, I'll usually notice and I'm like, I'm like, wait, why am I, why is my like sex drive <laughs> low or like, why are things? And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I've been cutting too much. I haven't been, you know, I'm basically sending biological signals to my, to my body that there's not enough food, you know? And, mm -hmm. and, and it's like not going to then provide me with the hormonal response or the biological response to like bring life into this world. You know what I mean? Right. Um, on the food side, like what, what do guys want to be putting in their body? That is, is if, if, if a guy's having erectile issues, how does he want to be fueling himself? Okay. Um, just want to answer that, but want to get to what something that you said that's really important. Um, cause I, I used to do this too, overtrain. So when you're overtraining, you're actually increasing your cortisol. So anytime you do exercise, you're increasing your cortisol. If guys, you really want to uh, cut doing a lot of walking, uh, when you walk, that burns fat, uh, use fat for fuel. Um, but getting back to the question about uh, the type of food, um, there's only one aisle in the grocery store you should be in. That's the fruits and vegetable aisle. Um, going back to what I was saying before about water, if you think about it, we are literally water bags. You know, chemical water bags, we have re reactions to what's outside of us. But if we're constantly going through everything else in the grocery store is dry. Even the meat is dry. 
Um, and so that's the reason why so many people are chronically dehydrated is because we're constantly putting in, you know, the chips, uh, alcohol dehydrates you, uh, coffee to a point dehydrates you. Have some caffeine. Um, mm-hmm, the uh, sugar. Um, oh, we're, we're absorbing too much dry stuff. So if you're going to uh, increase your libido, your testosterone, all of it, I mean, think about it. All of the things that we have available to us in the grocery and in the uh, produce aisle is moisture. It's water. It's, it's you know the, obviously not as much in the leaves, but definitely in uh, in the fruits and vegetables. I mean, in the uh, in the fruits, some vegetables. Uh, but you know, once your your body knows exactly what to do with these products, a lot of things that we have that we're eating right now, they've only been on the planet for the past what twenty years. Some of them you go back a good, like maybe a hundred years, maybe I'm not sure how long Doritos have been out, but, um, you know, potato chips is rel- relatively new cereal, um, before, uh, Kellogg and, uh, post, uh, came out, I think it was the late 1800s with cereal, people weren't consuming cereal, uh, which is dry. I mean, we just wet it up with milk and milk, by the way, does lower testosterone. Yeah. Uh, it's dead. So it's, it's not even like the real milk that our ancestors drank, mm-hmm. you know, with all the bacteria that's needed to, to digest it. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, um, so yeah, in terms of the foods, I mean, there are so many benefits of so many different things. I, I, uh, I definitely go with uh, watermelon because it has the L-citrulline, yeah. which, you know, it's going to help you with your testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, after that, just the, everything, almost everything. Um, the thing that you have to be careful about is, um, you know, there's a lot of GMO foods out there. So yeah. whenever you get in the watermelon, make sure you get the black seed, mm-hmm. seeded watermelon. Yeah. Nowadays, it's hard to find watermelon that has seeds. It is. Period, it is. Which is scary. Um, and you even think about bananas, those little dots that are in the bananas, those used to be seeds. Mm. The, the bananas that are now today don't look anything like what they were before they were uh, uh, hybrids and all the different things yeah. that the scientists did with them. Um, but I would definitely say it's way, a banana is way better than a Snickers bar. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you stay in there, stay in that aisle, the thing I tell guys to do, because I understand the process, I used to eat um, 200 plus animals a month. Um, you know, so it's a damn. That's an interesting egg. way of looking at it. Yeah, bacon egg sandwich. Uh, it's two animals, and I got a chicken sandwich for lunch. That's three, and then four wings and shrimp fried rice. Uh, I don't know how many that is, but that's ten. So if I'm doing ten a day, you know, not including like there's going to be that that uh, football party. Yeah. Uh, so I'm get my wings there, then the happy hour. And yeah, then, yeah. You know, going to the club and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So um, I went from that. Um, you know, 200 plus to now I'm like roughly at four a month. And, you know, I feel so much better for it, et cetera, et cetera. I'm actually healthier now at 51 than I was at 35. So once again, you know, to get guys to that point, the thing that I say to change your diet, uh, go ahead and eat some fruit or vegetable before you eat a meal. Um, And that way, two things happen. Um, You mentioned your, your gut microbiome. So within your gut, your gut has, you know, all these trillions of bacteria and fungi that are breaking down the food and turning it into you. So you basically have to train your gut to want this food because your gut, well, if it created a nation of like, I used to like oatmeal cream pies Mm -hmm. for some crazy reason. Yeah, those, uh, they were delicious. Yeah. Before we knew any better. I would, 
I tortured those things. And so, you know, the reason why I felt so I had the hunger for it is because I created a nation of that uh, micro uh, the in my gut of all this bacteria that would send signals up to my brain to say, hey, go get that. And so for guys, you feel like you're addicted to a certain food. Um, that's the reason why you've trained your body to want that food. It has signals coming from your gut. So when you start uh, incorporating the food that your body can actually use, that it is uh, better designed for, it'll start craving that. It isn't, it isn't immediate. <laughs> it does take, take some time. But I will tell you this much. Um, the way to look at it is what I call food injuries. Um, and so you can tell a food injury, like the easiest way to see a food injury is just watch old people as they're going into like a buffet, uh, Golden Corral around here. You know, they'll you know, get their little, little walk to them, but they're walking into the Golden Corral. They go in there, they eat the ribs and the chicken and the salmon and the, you know, the cakes and the, the juices. And then they go off, the body goes off like that. <laughs> just starts barking at them. Um, you're... Uh, you know, so, so as they're walking out, they're actually limping. They're actually, you know, it's like, ah, oh, that was good. But, ah, my knee and this and that. It's like, yeah, your body's inflamed now because you're not supposed to be eating those foods. So, you know, if you're, uh, if you're, and a lot of people don't notice this, pay attention to what you eat. If you ever, you know, I'm sitting down, I stand up and it's like, ow, that hurt, especially as you get older. Uh, I think Cedric the Entertainer said, you know, you reach for a bowl of cereal and, you know, your knee pops. It was like, <laughs> that was not a physical injury. That wasn't you at the gym. That was your body saying, hey, uh, this inflammation is taking over over here. That's the reason why that's happening. And, you know, if you're looking at older people, what's the number one thing they look like? They look like they're stiff. That's because they're eating foods that cause inflammation and it makes you stiffer. A hundred percent. And I think it's actually a blessing to be able, like there, there's certain people that feel nothing from anything they do. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. whether, whether that's a gift or a curse, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But there are also people who, if they eat, you know, a single serving of an inflammatory food, there's a, an mm. injury site or they notice a change in their body, their back hurts or the, you know, that, that knee or that old sports injury starts to act up a little bit. That can also be a, a, a very extreme blessing where it can mm. guide us towards the foods that will increase our life force, increase our connection to God, the divine, our creator, increase our energy, allow us to feel more alive and, and pack more into this experience here. If we listen, or we can yep. just piss and moan like, why does you know why does Joe or Betty get to eat whatever he or she <laughs> wants, and 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 I need to make choices? You know what I mean? It's really just your perspective oh, yeah. and how you whether you see it as a gift or a curse. Absolutely, I, I, mine is uh, salmon. It started with salmon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to love salmon, tear salmon up. I would cook it, you know, all different types of ways. Loved it. Um, didn't have it for a while as I was going through my transformation of not eating as much meat. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, it was sitting there, had to have it. And I did. And the next day I woke up and I couldn't walk. Mm. It was my right knee was just like, no. And so um, I went back on to, you know, not eating the certain meats and things like that. And then one day I went, you know, just had the salmon again. And it just it just said, OK, you, you just didn't pay attention. So let me I'm, I'm going to remind you right now. Yeah. No, it was like uh, first, it was to the point. First, you get I, the hammer, then you get the two by four. Is that <laughs> <laughs> exactly? 
it was like I thought I needed knee surgery. Yeah. It was that bad. I was in pain up at night and just a bad situation. So um, for for the guys who, you know, pay attention to that, it's going to make a big difference. And especially when it comes to, you know, um, your erections, there are certain foods that are going to affect you that way too. So um, whenever I do coaching for a guy, you know, he's, I'm always asking, you know, what is your, I'm just looking at your history. I'm just looking at your food history, your sleep history. Um, part of ECS 25, um, the ESEIS, we're look, it's called ECS 25 because that's how you score. It's a daily challenge game. You're scoring yourself in each five categories with five points. And so you set your own goals. So, for example, if I wanted to start cutting back on the amount of meat that I eat and I wanted to replace a, a meat meal with, you know, just fruits and vegetables or whatever I'm going to eat uh, or some vegan food, it's like, OK, that's my goal. So if I do that, as far as energy is concerned, eating is concerned, then I get five for that. If I get a good seven to eight hours sleep, I get five for that. Uh, if I didn't do exercise, well, didn't do exercise a day, I get zero. Um if I do, um, um, you know, intermittent fasting, the soul. So you're scoring yourself. The idea is that once you get to 25, your body starts to heal itself exponentially quicker because it's designed for that. Your body is fighting cancer cells. It's fighting things that you're not aware of constantly. And so if you give it the, the things that it needs to function correctly, it will do it very quickly. Uh, if you're, you know, you score 20 on this, you're, you, you're doing good. You're doing good. It's not exponentially fast, but you're doing very well. If you're scoring a 15 on that, you're doing maintenance. The problem with maintenance is that over time, you you know, you're getting older. So maintenance will start falling off. If you're at a zero, five or a 10, as in you don't do anything on this list, you, you eat crap, you sleep like crap, you don't do any exercise, you, you eat constantly. So there's no intermittent fasting and you're stressed out of your mind. You're you're on what we call the downward cycle. The downward cycle, it is vicious. The older you get, the worse it becomes, the faster you have uh, different issues. Yeah, that that makes sense. So I, I kind of two more questions as we kind of bring this bring this home. Um, <laughs> what What's like a normal day look like for you in terms of food? What do you eat? What's on the menu? You know, because some guys, if you tell them to go from there's there's probably men and women listening who, you know, they're 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 killing 200 animals a month right now and, mm -hmm. and possibly mm -hmm. dealing with libido issues or erectile issues, you know, and they want to start cutting that down. Um, but they don't mm -hmm. know where to start. You know, what, what are some of the things that you put in your body and, and the foods that you find yourself going to most, most frequently? Okay. Well, um, first I do intermittent fasting. Um, so I don't eat, basically I don't eat breakfast. I typically don't eat until like one o'clock. Uh, so I have a 16 hour window of not eating eight hours of eating food. So, um, to start with that process, um, I'll get to the food in a second, but to start with that process, it's, it's sort of like, uh, uh, baby baby's feeding time. There's the same thing for humans, you know, Pavlov's dog. It's like a certain time of the day we're ready to just go ahead and eat. So uh, what I had to do, because I used to love eating at seven o'clock in the morning, it's like, OK, I went to eating at eight o'clock. Then I went to eat at nine o'clock then I went to eating at 10 o'clock, you know, over a period of time to where it became much easier for my body to adjust to that. So I don't think about it anymore. And the great thing about that is because your testosterone is building overnight um, as soon as you eat your testosterone stop, your human growth hormone stops uh, producing because your body has to deal with what you just put inside of it. Um, so that helps me in terms of breakfast food. Um, but, you know, I definitely, you know, I'm, 
I'm a good 80% plant-based and 20% vegan at this point. Um, you know, so <laughs> I live uh, across the street from a Qdoba, which is basically like a Chipotle type of thing. Um, and so, you know, the food there, I get the I have the rice, the beans, the the, uh, um, the the peppers, the cilantro and things like that. And I'll have impossible meat on there as well. Uh, and outside of that, you know, I'm trying to as much as possible focus in on getting in as much fruits and vegetables as possible. I have my... Uh, my collection of apples and oranges over there. And, um, you know, if you look at my refrigerator, it's like, oh, God, this guy is really freaking healthy. And, but, you know, I'm also human, so I don't take it too far. The one thing I don't want people to do is to, is to start stressing themselves about the food because you already stress. You already have enough cortisol to sit there like, oh, God, I have to eat this apple, um, but I want a Twinkie. You know, it's obviously it's better if you go for the apple. But, you know, it, it is... Put the good stuff into your body first. That's that's the main rule. As soon as you're doing that process, it becomes a lot easier over a period of time. Uh, do not think that, you know, well, two things. It needs to become a lifestyle it, because once you get older, all of this stuff gets way more different, uh, way more difficult. Um, your body's ability to take in nutrients, your body's ability to uh, retain water, uh, to get good sleep, all of those things start fading. That's the reason why you see people literally look like they're getting older. Um, so you have to uh, uh, do this in a way that becomes a lifestyle. Um, this, once again, this took me a period of time of doing this. And to help with that process, I would definitely say start looking at, you know, YouTube channels like mine. Just give good wood on YouTube. Um, and, um, you know, look at different movies where like what the health and different movies like that, where they're talking about it, because basically all you have to do, you're just unlearning what you have learned. You must unlearn what you might, we have learned um, because we've been told to do this stuff our entire lives. Our mothers say, oh, yeah, go ahead, eat this and you need to eat this and you need to eat this, et cetera, et cetera. We have to unlearn it because it's all unnatural. We didn't have the information before. Um Bless, bless, bless you, mommy. <laughs> I'm not blaming you, um, but it's just what they thought was the right information, and it turns out it's not. We, you know, we have the internet. They didn't have that back then. Um, so yeah, that's that's the uh, the main thing to pay attention to is just get the good food inside of your stomach first. You know, even if you want to, you know, eat something that you're not supposed to eat, eat something that you're supposed to eat first. And, you know, it'll also help fill your stomach and definitely drink as much water as you can. Get yourself a scale, get yourself up to the 60 percent um, as a guy that you need to be at. OK. And this now this may be a little bit redundant, so mm -hmm. it's, it's OK if it is, if we've already covered it. But like, what are your top three to five things that, you know, that will help 80 percent of guys that are dealing with erection issues right now? The three to five changes that they need to do. I'm assuming one of them is. Is, is involves, you know, your supplement, get good wood, taking mm -hmm. that. But you, you tell us. Okay. Yeah. Um, once again, so it goes uh, sleep. It's at the top of that list. Water. Make sure you're at that, uh, that water stage. Um, and getting your fruits and vegetables in. Uh, all the nutrients and everything that you need that you're trying to look for in um, everything else. I mean, think about it. The fruits, the 250,000 uh, edible plants on the planet, we only consume 4% of that. So uh, the, the planet is designed to give us things to eat that we can, um, that our bodies are pre-programmed to store. So get that into your system, uh, slow down with the dried foods. 
Um, so that's that's four. And um, yeah, definitely in terms of stress, we haven't talked about this enough, but uh, in terms of stress, that's a huge one, especially for guys who have uh, weight issues. Um, if you're constantly kicking off that cortisol, cortisol is going to lower your testosterone. So, I mean, think about it. Have you ever seen a guy in a fight with an erection? (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) If he did, he was on something. The guy tries to fight me and he's got an erection. I'm running. (laughs) (laughs) This turns you on. (laughs) You win. But Yeah, exactly. But it's it's because, you know, your body is spiking up the adrenaline and cortisol. So uh, cortisol stays in your system. It's not like your, you know, the nervous system, which is electric, your hormonal system. When it releases that cortisol, it stays in your body. So um, any guy who's like, you know, been under a high level of stress, you know, you're not turned on. You know, you're not thinking about um, sex. Some guys, eh, it doesn't matter. But, you know, for most guys, if your cortisol levels are high, your stress level is high consistently all the time, you're wearing yourself out. You're going to cause a whole bunch of different problems. So. Those are like the the, the big things right there. Uh, we can go. We talked about you know the plastics, um, you know the, the different uh, um, things that you have to be concerned about. That the amount of lights, the, the amount of sitting down that you do. Um, you know, in terms of exercise, you know they say work out, uh, you know, uh, three times a week for about an hour. That's literally less than two percent of your week. So, you know, it's, it's like that's not the way that humans functioned before. Um, at the very least, you know, walking was just something that was just, you know, ridiculously mandatory. Or, you know, uh, if you're living in a high rise building, using the steps before elevators were available. So it is about, you know, um, your body's all about movement. So you have to get the movement in and you have to restore yourself with that sleep. Love it. Love it. Um Brian, thank you. This has been a fun conversation. I've enjoyed it. Guys, if, if you've gotten value from Brian, you want to support him, go to givegoodwood.com. Uh, there's a GW15 discount code for 15% off of mm-hmm. his uh, Goodwood product for uh, GW15. For erections at GW15. You also reminded me, so I've got this bag here of these um, apricot seeds from this company, Apricot Power. And uh, mm. These organic apricot seeds, they've been used for a long time from people dealing with various types of cancers, um, and they're pretty high in B17. You know, people will, people mm. that people that are working on overcoming cancer, like each seed contains about 20 milligrams of vitamin B17. So they'll eat a couple of these seeds like every hour, and it has a, uh, a capacity to sometimes decrease uh, cancer, or at least that's that's what is, is purported, mm-hmm. right? But when you were talking about all the food um, on this planet and the small percentage that we eat, you reminded me there's they got a um, a, a piece of scripture from Genesis one two nine over here that says, "Then God said, Behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth, and every tree which has fruit yielding seed, it shall be food for you." And I think Absolutely. I think we're entering an age where we're realizing that there is wisdom and magic and medicine in the natural plants that are bountiful on this planet. And if we get all of our stuff from the grocery store, we're going to be missing out on a lot of that magic and a lot of that bounty. And perhaps mm-hmm. some of the, the these natural, quote unquote, cures 
that have been provided for us um, that we may not be exposed to if if we rely on Kellogg's and Coca-Cola and PepsiCo to feed us. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Brian, thank you so much, man. This has been a fun conversation. I appreciate you. Anything else you want to leave our audience with before we uh, land this plane? Uh, Yeah. Um, You got some good information. Please execute. Please share the information. I think that's um, hugely important in terms of your own journey. If you have your wife, your children who are uh, become more understanding, uh, more supportive, it's going to be easier for you to not only uh, uh, be a better person for them because of your health level. You'll be able to not be a burden on them later on in your life. So uh, you got the information. It's called the internet. Look it up. Get to work. Share it up, guys. Thanks for listening. Brian, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you, brother. And uh, guys, go to go to givegoodwood.com, discount code GW15. And uh, appreciate, appreciate you listening and hanging out. Have a beautiful day. So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations, I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year, and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts. And my hair is coming in thicker and it even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S.